0: Hello and welcome back to the Grace Field Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. And this week, I want to talk to you about a huge mistake that people make when they are in a troubled marriage. This comes from several conversations, so it is not specifically speaking to any one person or any one situation, but just something that I see as a common thread And maybe it's not the number one mistake that people make, but it is a very big mistake. And so I feel like we should talk about it. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty, struggling to connect with your husband, Maybe you're telling yourself you're just sticking it out for the kids and what really keeps you in the marriage is God. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I wanna help you reconnect in marriage and feel cherished again. Hey, I'm Beatrice, a Jesus-loving wife and mom. I've been married for 15 years, but for the past 10, I've actually had the affectionate and connected marriage I've always dreamed of. What happened the first five years? Well, I was busy telling my husband all the things he was doing wrong, like how he needed Jesus and he needed to make me happy. We tried marriage counseling, small groups, all the things we were told that would make our marriage better. Nothing worked and we separated. How did I turn it around? Well, that's what you'll learn in this podcast. Proven skills to communicate better, create more intimacy, and be grace-fueled wife. So if you're ready to finally communicate effectively with your husband so you can stop fighting and be on the same team again, this podcast is for you. Now grab that journal and let's jump right in. I've been the one who felt like I didn't have anyone to turn to. I've been the one who felt like there wasn't anyone else out there who had experienced what I was actually going through and then came out on the other side. I didn't have any model for somebody who'd been through what I had gone through and then ended up with a reconciled marriage. All the examples I found were from either happy, loving couples who just really didn't get what we were going through, or people who who sadly, their marriages ended up in divorce. And so I felt like, where was I going to go that I could just speak freely about the problems that I was having in a judgment-free place, that they weren't going to judge myself, they weren't going to judge my husband. It was one of the toughest places I have ever been. But that's why I created the Grace Fueled Marriage Method. I created that safe place for you to go and turn to and find some answers and find them with a person who has been there, whose story resonates with you, who can completely understand the place that you're at right now. So why don't you go check it out? Method.com. That's GraceFueledMarriageMethod.com. And find yourself a trusted resource who is going to be there for you and stand by your side, pray with you, help you go through the tactical things that you can do, even if you felt like you have done everything else. That's gracefueledmarriagemethod.com. So, being in this business that I'm in of marriage, whether or not it is with a paid client or in my group or really just with friends and families. I end up having lots and I mean, lots of conversations about marriage. It's a topic that interests me. So if anyone brings it up, it is something that I usually will engage them in conversation. I will get into a conversation with a total stranger about marriage. Sometimes it is pretty funny, but it's because it's something that I'm passionate about. So, in one of these many conversations that I was having around marriage, I was speaking to a wife who is pretty adamant on divorce. And as this person was sharing, I realized that her biggest gripe with her husband in this moment is that he refused to take any accountability for his contribution to the state of the marriage at this time. And it was so frustrating. Just imagine this person tried so hard and, and, try to do all the right things and read all the books and go to therapy and do all the things that she felt needed to be done to work on the marriage, but felt like she was getting nothing back from her husband. I mean, it was one of those things that I felt like she was speaking into every conversation that I've had with a client or a listener. She was speaking to every single frustration and I get it. The most frustrating thing is that this person felt like she had done everything she possibly could to make the marriage better, but her husband didn't necessarily agree. Does this sound familiar? Do you feel like you're the one trying everything that you can to make that marriage better and your husband is just not getting it? But here's the thing with communication. Sometimes we feel like we are being abundantly clear about what is it we need to say, what is it that we are looking for, what is it that is going to make us happy, and that clarity that we think that we are putting out is not being received on the other end with our husbands. In fact, communication is pretty much the number one thing that I hear from you in terms of What is our biggest struggle? When our marriages are suffering from poor communication, we can't just assume that because we are saying, we're doing, we're leaving hints, we're dropping notes. Maybe you're sending him little messages or Pinterest ideas or uh, reels. I literally sent my husband a reel. It was either a reel or maybe it was an ad the other day for something that I really wanted to do for a date night. And I have no idea if he watched it, paid attention to it, bought a ticket for it, anything like that. And part of me wanted to be upset. And then part of me realized that it was going back to the same thing that I tell my clients not to do, which is be so subtle about what is it that we want. And sometimes we feel like I'm not being subtle. I'm being so clear. But when there is poor communication that exists in the marriage, what we might think is clear is not necessarily coming across as clear to her husband. Another example I saw was someone who was asking for prayer and advice in her marriage because her husband was adamant on divorce, but then said they haven't really tried working on the marriage in the past couple of months since things have gotten bad. Another person that I spoke to And this person is actually a student of mine, and we were talking about the course specifically. And she said, I wish I would have done this sooner. So when we talk about two huge mistakes that people in troubled marriages make, here it is. Number one, they're making the assumption that they are doing everything they possibly can to save the marriage or fix the marriage and i get it if you're like this woman that i spoke to she's a good woman she's a god-fearing woman literally like a super mom she really is blameless in so many things that she has done but as i listened to her talk about her situation i was able to see from a bird's eye view where the breakdown in communication has been and so while she really truly feels like she has done everything she can What I was able to see was that there is still a breakdown in communication that was happening. So that's number one. The number two huge mistake that people in struggling marriages make is what the second person did that I told you. That is that they do nothing, that they see the signs, but they kind of let it go. And they kind of figure that things are just going to work themselves out and they don't really follow up. They don't really do anything to make it better in the hopes of maybe this is just a phase. And all of a sudden, things really hit the fan. Because in the meantime, the other person is building resentment and contempt. and They're angry and they really feel like, you know, what is wrong with this other spouse? So there's two sides to this coin where One spouse might feel like they're doing everything, but marriages take two people. So think about the other spouse. That's why I'm giving you these two huge mistakes, because the other spouse is sitting there really not picking up on any of the signs that that someone is putting out, and they're kind of ignoring it all. So what I want for you guys to understand is don't be the person who sits there and says, I wish I would have done something sooner. The idea is to take a step back and figure out, okay, have I really done everything that I can? So I have a little framework for you so you can do that. Number one, obviously we're going to pray and I'm sure you're already praying about your marriage. I'm sure you're already praying uh, for whatever it is, but here's the thing. I want you to take a look at how is it that you are praying. What is it that you are actually praying for? Because sometimes we're not actually praying for the right thing. I know for me personally, God convicted me of this in a huge way. I was praying for the wrong thing. I wasn't praying the best way that I could. I was praying that God would change my husband. Instead of praying that God revealed to me the things in me that I needed to change, that God revealed to me the things that he wanted to work out in me during this process in my marriage. So I challenge you and I encourage you in your prayers to really sit with God and ask him, give you some wisdom and insight in this area and ask him to reveal to you those places where you might need some refining. One of my favorite books on the topic is The Power of a Praying Wife. I have recommended it 101 times and I will say it again from the rooftop. Check it out. The Power of a Praying Wife. It has literally prayers for your husband that you can pray, all kinds of things. So I really, in terms of prayer, that is one of my favorite books. So again, I'm sure you're already praying, but it's about adjusting how you're praying. What are you praying for? Really sit with the Holy Spirit and journal that. Sit with him and ask him to reveal to you what is the best way to pray and really to reveal to you, is there anything lacking in your prayers that you might be missing Number two in this framework is I want you to take responsibility for your part. You've heard me say a hundred times, we can't change our husbands. We can only change ourselves. If we do not take responsibility for what we have contributed to the state of our marriage, then it cannot ever get better. And now I get it. You might be someone who's like the woman who I described, who's an, an amazing person and really feels like she tried everything. But even there, there was things where she recognized that there's places where she does have some responsibility for her part. If you start with prayer and then two, you take responsibility for your part. That's where we talk about boundaries. Boundaries means keeping your eyes on your own paper. It means changing the things that only you can change. Since we can't change our husband, we can only change our own actions. We can only change ourselves. It means that we have to take responsibility for our own actions. That's where prayer comes in. That's where it's like, God, please reveal to me the places where I am lacking and understanding that God is going to take care of the other side. My last piece of this framework is to find a trusted resource, whatever that looks like for you. So many times we think we are going to a trusted resource. We are, think we are going and getting good advice and good counsel, but in reality, it's not. So I want you to take a look at this in the same way that you would hear people in the finance world say, oh, well, you would never take financial advice from a broke person, or you would never take fitness and nutrition advice from somebody who wasn't healthy and wasn't fit. In the same way, should you be taking advice from people who have not walked through what you've walked through in marriage? And maybe you're taking advice from people who do have a healthy and stable marriage, maybe you have a, a pastor or somebody within your church organization and you admire the relationship that they have and you feel like they are giving you wise counsel, that is always helpful. What I am talking about is I've seen people take advice from others who have never experienced a happy and fulfilled marriage. I've seen people take advice from others who maybe they've walked through separation and divorce, but they never reconciled. And so my point to you, if you want to actually talk to somebody who has walked through separation, divorce, who's walked through a troubled marriage, who's walked through the same things that you might be walking through, did they actually reconcile? What happened on the other end? Because that is the greatest testimony. That is the greatest um, proof in the pudding, if you will, because they've seen it on both sides. Those are really important. And when I was in this place in my marriage, I didn't have that sort of resource. I didn't have anyone around me who walked through this phase of their marriage and then came out on the other side. Sure, there was people around me I had who modeled a happy marriage, but I felt like I couldn't go to them. I felt ashamed, like I was going to be judged. I felt like they were going to judge my husband. There were so many things that held me back from meeting with a couple who had a happy and healthy marriage. I had tried meeting with wives who had the happy and healthy marriages and they just couldn't get it. They, they didn't understand what I was going through. And it was just a really hard time for me Because I felt like I was going to be judged, because I felt like I didn't want to bash my husband. I didn't want to speak poorly about him to anyone, not to anyone in the church, not to anyone in my family. And so I felt stuck and I felt alone. I felt like, who do I have in this space? And finding a trusted resource was, I felt, impossible. I just didn't have anyone. In fact, it was the reason why. I created everything you're listening to right now to give other women that resource that I felt I didn't have. So, okay, I'll jump off my soapbox now. (laughs) I guess I'm really just so passionate about it. As I speak to people and I I hear them say, oh, well, I spoke to so-and-so member of my family or so-and-so, and and then I start to dig a little deeper and I said, well, tell me about that person's background. Tell me about what that person that you're getting advice from, tell me about what they've gone through. And then I start to listen and I'm like, was that person really qualified to help you through this process? Is that person qualified to be your ally and to stand beside you in prayer without judgment for you or for your husband? finding a trusted resource is really so much harder than it sounds it's almost like easier said than done okay so just to recap really quickly two of the most common mistakes people in troubled marriages make number one they assume that they have done everything they possibly could to save the marriage without really taking a look at the three-step framework that i gave you and number two is that they do nothing and they hope that the problem is going to go away they kind of ignore it. Maybe they think it's a phase. They don't really actively go out and do what it is they need to do. So those are two completely opposite sides of the spectrum you can see when the answer is somewhere in the middle. My three-step framework. Number one, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to reveal to us what is it uh, about our prayers that might be hindered? What is it that he wants to work out in us? Number two, We're going to take responsibility for our part. That means having some strong boundaries, which means really being accountable for our contributions of where we are in our marriage. And number three is finding a trusted resource. And if I can leave you with one thing, it is this. Do something about the problem today. What is it that you can do about the problem today? So maybe you feel like you've done everything take a look at some of the things we talked about in this episode, or maybe you haven't actually done anything, but listen to my podcast episodes and you haven't actually taken action on any of the things. In almost every episode, I leave you with some actionable step that you can go out and take. So what actions have you taken towards fixing your marriage? So do something today. Don't be the person who sits back and just waits for change to happen. And don't be the person who goes there and works so hard and feels like they've done everything only to turn around and say, man, but I wish I would have seen this sooner. I love you guys. And until next week. Hey, love, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you found any value in it, any teaching, any transformation, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Click the link, go ahead and share it with a friend, text it to somebody, share it on Instagram, tag me at The Grace Fields Wife, any of those things, or maybe even write a review. All those things are really the best way that you can thank me, and it helps the show to get found by other amazing women just like you. I love ya, and I'll see you on Tuesday for another episode of The Grace Fueled Wife.